You're listening to Upcycling with Deb. I'm your host, Deb Colometta. I wrote a number one best-selling book called Best Offer, Best Life. You can find more information about me on my website, thedebsite.com, or find me on Instagram and Facebook at Deb Colometta. If you've been to the grocery store lately, and I know we all have, you've noticed that your grocery store bill has gone up significantly. I'm going to say that over the past couple of years, my grocery bill has probably doubled. And especially in the past couple of months, I've noticed that it's gone up at least 25% to 50%. As a family, we don't eat a ton of meat. It's not that we're vegetarian or anything like that, but I just don't know how to cook well enough to do it justice. So sometimes Ray will barbecue or will cook a nice cut of steak, um, but we don't eat a ton of meat. So we have a grocery bill that's pretty high, even without a lot of chicken or hamburgers or steaks. I do all the tricks that I've learned in Weight Watchers, like shop the perimeter of the store I try to make sure that my grocery budget is mostly spent on fresh produce. I'm always happy to spend a little bit more on organics or uh, fruits and vegetables for the kids. And I have found that they will gobble it up. It is worth it to me to spend more on the produce. But the other day when I went grocery shopping, I came home. I didn't have like a super huge amount of food. It wasn't even a cart full of stuff. And when I came home, I went to put it away in the fridge and freezer and realized I didn't have a lot of space in my freezer. And I thought, how did that happen? I feel like I have nothing to make for dinner, and yet my freezer is overflowing with stuff. What I did was I looked in the fridge, I looked in the freezer, and I did a refrigerator audit. This is how I saved $150 on my last grocery trip. Step one, I looked at what was in the freezer and I picked a day where it wasn't too hot out and I emptied the freezer. It was ready for a little bit of a clean out anyway. And I knew I had to work quickly. So I did it when the kids were in school. So they weren't asking about what was coming out of the freezer and I wasn't getting distracted or anything. I knew that it was go time. As soon as I took things out of the freezer, I had to get running. So I looked and I realized that over the course of time, some things had gotten misfiled or misplaced in the freezer. And I didn't realize I had duplicates of some items. Some items were had been in there for a little bit too long. Some items were getting freezer burn. And I think that when you have a freezer that's overpacked, it doesn't even run as efficiently. It's counterintuitive, but you need some sort of airflow in there. It's worth it to take a few minutes to set up your freezer for mealtime success. So I emptied all the items. I categorized things together, like things together. And I took a just a sheet of paper and started writing down everything that was in there. And I that once I was starting to lose time, I just started to take pictures of what was in there. And then I cleaned out quickly. I cleaned out the freezer, just wiped everything down. 
and restocked everything. I put the frozen veggies together. I put the frozen fruits together for smoothies. I put the meats together. I put my cauliflower sort of things um, that nobody else in the house wants. I put that in its own section and the breakfast things in a place where the children could reach them. So hopefully they can make their own breakfast in the morning. And when I closed the door and opened it again, Oh, it was a magnificent. Everything was organized, and I knew that I had so many options for the meals for the next coming week. And my challenge to myself and my challenge to you is after you've done that sort of a freezer audit or refrigerator audit, how low can you go with your next trip to the grocery store and your grocery bill? After I did that audit, I took myself to Wegmans and I was able to buy more produce with the money I saved because I didn't stock up on freezer-like items. I came home, washed all the produce, put that in the space that I had created in the fridge side of the refrigerator, and I looked at the list of items that I had created. And as I looked at that, the meals started to jump out at me. I had some stir fry veggies that were frozen. I had lots of smoothie things. I had some Bisquick in the back of the refrigerator. I had milk. I had some pickles. I had all these things that were going to spoil. So by taking a minute to be mindful of what I already had before I went to the grocery store, it prevented me from overbuying. And we hear a lot about kids having too many toys. And I have seen this for myself. They just get over overwhelmed. On Christmas morning, they'll take a look at all their stuff and then they go and they find like a bouncy ball that they've had for two years and start bouncing that in the space. The the new toys almost get in their way. When the kids have too much, too many toys, too much stuff, it becomes overwhelming and then they don't play with any of it really. That's something I think many people can relate to. I feel the same way about the refrigerator. We are so blessed that sometimes it feels like it's overstocked. But if you can't visually pick out what meals could go together and what options you have for food, it feels like, oh, I have nothing for dinner. I have nothing to make. But really, if you take a few minutes to think about it, you could come up with some concoction of items that are already in your freezer. And then when you go to the grocery store... You don't have to spend and waste money on duplicates. So I tried that strategy the last time, and my bill, which unfortunately the past few months has been about $250 every 10 days or so, went down to about $150. So that's a big savings. I did that a couple of weeks ago, and I actually still have not done a jumbo mega food shopping trip. I highly recommend that you take that step and try that tip before you go and do a big shopping trip. And I had realized, oh, didn't I just clean out my refrigerator? And realized it had actually probably been a year prior. In the process, I found some salad dressings that had expired and some condiments that had expired. It's a great thing to do to make sure your fridge is not only neat, but that you're eating healthy foods that are within expiration. It's a great step to making the most of your... I love to stockpile maybe two to four small individual size chicken pot pies. They can be zapped in the microwave. They're healthy for the kids to eat. They get some vegetables in them. They get some protein in them. 
I have some individual pizzas which can supplement if we're having leftovers and the kids don't like what we're having leftovers of. They can have a a relatively healthy little Trader Joe's pizza. Um, We have a lot of skillet meals from Trader Joe's where we can just dump it in a pan. It's one pan. That way I can kind of supplement. And that way I'm not cooking from scratch every single night. I maybe do that every other night and then we have leftovers in the off nights. And then I feel like... um, I'm not as stressed if we're running to a practice that's at the same time as dinner. We can either run to leftovers or we can um, tap into those odds and ends that are in the freezer. And I had talked in a previous episode about how I sometimes will empty the refrigerator. And if I have a lot of things that are um, kind of random, I put it on the counter and I call it a trip around the world meal. So the kids can maybe finish up the Chinese that's there, maybe if there's some leftover pasta or pizza or whatever. And we just kind of have a mishmash of things that are on our plates. That's very important to not overwhelm yourself by having too much stuff stuck in your freezer. Well, what a wonderful blessing and first world problem to have too much food in the freezer. Some other go-to items that I rely on are organic or healthy chicken nuggets. Chicken patties can become a lot of things quickly. You can just microwave them. My kids eat them plain, but I could eat them with a mozzarella stick that's been cut up on top and then add a little bit of sauce for just something quick to eat if I'm on the go and and running out and just need a little bit of protein. There are so many times where if I have a couple of random ingredients and if I start to plug that into Google and say, you know, find a recipe with and then I'll add those items it will pop up or populate a few recipe ideas. And then I start to think about getting more creative with what I have in the cabinet. We've also been very good about limiting the amount of takeout that we get. Even a couple of weeks ago, we got some takeout and it was like at a local sub shop and the bill was over $70. And I remember thinking, I just don't remember eating like this when I was a kid. It was so much cheaper. I mean, the subs were a few dollars each. Even a few years ago, they had $5 subs at Subway. So the most you would spend would be $20 to $25 to feed a family of four. And now that's that's a huge chunk. So if you do that a couple of times a week, now you're looking at $150, maybe $200 for a bigger family or more frequent takeouts times four. That is now a huge bill. We got away from doing a lot of the takeout back during the pandemic for a couple of reasons. One, because I was thinking to myself, uh, I don't want to do takeout because I'm taking all these precautions to stay healthy. I don't know who's preparing the food. I mean, I have to go to these restaurants that I trust, but I'm not exactly sure that the person preparing my food isn't either coming down with something or goes to work because they have to go to work and they are contagious with whatever it is. So that was one reason to stay healthy. And another reason was also related to health. No matter what you prepare in your own kitchen, even if you do like a full fat recipe, I feel like you're going to be better off 
and it's going to be healthier than something that you get from a, a restaurant kitchen. You, there's no way of telling how many oils or butters or fats that they use to prepare the food to make it taste good. So where I was trying to trim down and you know I've been trying to be more mindful about getting more nutritious foods and staying away from those fats and the unhealthy oils, it made more sense for me to take control and retain control of the cooking and really make an effort to limit the amount of takeout food that we consumed and certainly the amount of restaurant trips that we take. That's made a huge positive impact on our food bill and our waistline. By doing a food audit in your refrigerator, you'll know ahead of time what are some of the meals that you can cook quickly. I feel like half of the headache of the preparing the meals three times a day every single day for the whole family and trying to accommodate allergies and everybody's needs and what people feel like, half of it is in the preparation. And part of the preparation is meal planning and doing the grocery shopping. If you do a food audit, I can almost bet that you will save yourself a grocery store trip. You'll buy yourself a few extra days. And the more you can stretch out the time between your trips to the grocery store, the better off you're going to be for your financial food bill and your budget for food. Doing the audit is going to help you to have something at the forefront of your mind ready to go for dinner rather than, oh, I forget what's in the freezer. I don't know what's in the freezer. We'll just get takeout. No, I remember I wrote down what we have, several options, made some general notes on what I might cook based on what our schedule is, what might I reheat, and I have that ready to go. So when I have that thought around 3.30 or 4 o'clock, what am I going to make for dinner? Something from my freezer pops into my head rather than saying, I don't have anything. I didn't go to the store today or yesterday. I don't have anything, so I'm going to just get takeout. This will help you in preventing that need to just speed dial at the pizza shop. Thanks for listening to this Little Debbie. It's a bite-sized version of the longer podcast, Up Cycling with Deb. My name is Deb Colometta. Connect with me on my website, thedebsite.com, and get a free downloadable guide. And follow me on Instagram and Facebook, at Deb Colometta, and let me know what you think.